If you've been following us from the beginning on our Doctor Who-style adventures through pro wrestling time and space, you've seen a lot of flash and showmanship. You've seen a swivel-hipped prince impersonator throw hands with a karate goth. You've seen a drag queen supervillain with his own old-timey movie usher henchman. You've seen the goddamn Ultimate Warrior. But today, we're going in the opposite direction. We're taking our Doctor Who metaphor more literally than usual and making a stop in 1970s Britain, where pro wrestling was presented maybe more soberly than anywhere ever. Every Saturday at 4pm, the ITV programming block known as World of Sport featured wrestling more notable for its technical excellence than its pomp and circumstance. And sure, there were American-style cartoon heroes and villains in the mix, even a rough Hulk Hogan analog called Big Daddy, but our concern is what you could see on World of Sport that you couldn't see anywhere else. It's a style that's based on hold and counterhold, and perhaps nobody embodied that style of straight-laced excellence better than Johnny Saint. You'd never pick him out of a lineup as a wrestling star. Dude looks like Graham Chapman's blue-collar older brother, just a wiry guy with a steely gaze and 400 different ways to politely humiliate you with pinning combinations. His opponent here is the legendary Irish bastard Fit Finley, in his early 20s but already 10 years into a career that would last 38. He would eventually become one of the few world of sports stars to make it big in the U.S., becoming a fixture of American TV wrestling in the 90s and 2000s. He ended his career as a wily veteran with a lovable leprechaun sidekick, but none of that is evident here. Unlike the reserved sportsman-like Saint, Finley was a brutal competitor who used his wrestling skill like a meat cleaver instead of a scalpel. He's here to show off and hurt people, and he has an obnoxious manager who complains whenever he isn't winning. It's a pretty low bar for American heels of any time period, but to an audience of 1970s Britons, he might as well be Vlad the fucking Impaler. Can Johnny Saint and his arsenal of genteel wrist locks defend delicate British sensibilities from eight rounds of this existential onslaught of pro-grappling impropriety? Today on I Hate Wrestling, it's Johnny Saint versus Fit Finley. World of Sport. So here we are. I'm back with my first ever repeat guest. I can't drink this. You chose it. It's really loud. I, I'm so sorry, everybody. Let me put my, my limeade from Wendy's. Everybody, the limeade from Wendy's tastes exactly like lemonade from Wendy's. That's not a high endorsement. Of... No. Okay, so uh, I have here I have here my guest, uh, Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, that's me. Former Intercontinental Champion. Very dark-skinned man. Tell, tell the people what you're doing these days, Ahmed. Um, what have I been doing? I've lost a lot of weight. I did the Michael Jackson. <laughs> Went down a few shades. A few uh, shades? Okay. Yeah, and I uh, got out of the biz. Out the biz. I'm, I'm a therapist now, so there you go. Okay. I'm helping people help themselves. I'm very excited <laughs> about Mania next year. You know why? Why? Because I'm not going to watch it. Because you're not going to be there? I don't, I don't want NXT. <laughs> You, are you, like, truly interested in anything going on? Well, it depends on what's going to be on the show, right? Because literally everything you like on NXT could be on the main show by that point. But not done as well. Uh, well, done might be there. Oh, nice. I <laughs> there. Okay. So here's the here, – so now now we're, we're kind of on track a little bit. Yes, segue. We're going to talk a little bit about who, who I know to be your boy. The Bruce Ray Pete Dunn. Petrov Dunn, yes. <laughs> Petrov Dunn. So uh, Pete Dunn 
is known as the Bruiserweight. He's WWE's United Kingdom champion. Mm-hmm. And he is he's one of your favorites, right? I, I you have him. sent you have sent me a photo of yourself with with Pete Dunne and also his his cohorts yes. in British Strong Style, um, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. What interests you about British Strong Style? What uh, do you not have? Do you not have like any strong negative feelings about the British people? No, that's not true. I actually have a lot of strong negative opinions about the British people. Uh, <laughs> when I was younger, no, this is, a, I mean, I don't, I mean, live your life. Uh, when I was younger, I was a big Shawn Michaels fan. Yes, and me too. Of course, he's the greatest, and besides him blocking me on Twitter. <laughs> I think we talked about that Yeah, see, I will always bring it up. He's right there on my chest, on my shelf. Um, but I didn't, I could never get into the British Bulldog, which I think in hindsight is a bit weird. Um, I think I was, I was a certain type of fan who, I just the accent kind of freaked me a little bit. Like I don't know <laughs> what was going on there, and he was big and burly, and he was not as charismatic as a Shawn Michaels, and I think that's what I was looking for. And so, British wrestling for me was always like British Bulldog and right. Dynamite Kid to to an, uh, another degree. So just like a generic WWE style wrestler yes. in in. In pants Jack. wearing the British flag on yeah. them. Which is no good for me. Um, <laughs> I was not into it. And then, I think, I mean, with the... Well, what about William Regal? I always thought Regal was boring. Okay. And now I know. But, like, you ask a him, 11-year-old right? me, hey, do you want to watch The Rock or William, uh, Steven Regal? Why don't we go with the guy with the movies? Right. And the, and the eyebrow, the, the pecs. Um, I saw a selection, a Tumblr post one time, and it was a selection. The blog was called Nitro Fans, and it was just crowd shots of people attending Monday Nitro taping. And this one was a selection called Kids Who Hate William Regal, or sorry, Lord Stephen Regal at the time. And it's just all these kids just screaming themselves hoarse, booing Lord Stephen Regal. And I'm just like, man, kids are so stupid. I mean, he's he's doing his job. He's doing his job very well. So this is my dilemma is I, I can't even put myself back in the mindset of a, you know, 11-year-old, 9-year-old me to figure out, did he do his job or was he just that boring? And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I've watched his matches with, um, I think one of his last matches would have been like with Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan, as yes. well as uh, yes. Dean Ambrose and yes. FCW. That, that match is incredible. Really great and a great storyline. And so that was, I think for me, opened my eyes a little bit. But the the Regal and, and Ambrose match was, uh, I think, the beginning of my interest in British wrestling. And then I want to say it was a Cruiserweight Classic a couple years ago. I saw Pete Dunne on um, one of those uh, matches, the qualifying matches. And he has a different getup. His outfit is different. He's way out. He's not out of shape. But he's not as lean as, as he's, he is now. He's sort of a larval form of Pete Dunne. Yes. He doesn't have the edge to him yet. Yeah, he's a proto-Pete Dunne. He proto-Pete. hasn't fully evolved into his last form. Um, and Which I still like, don't think he has. I think he's 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 a Charmeleon right now. He hasn't reached Charmeleon. He's Charmeleon a little bit, right? Right. But, uh, yeah, so Cruiserweight Classic happened, and I that was when I think my indie wrestling fandom really kind of came to the forefront a few years ago. That was my gateway. And that's where it was like this whole other world of like, you know, punk rock wrestling, which is like a fine tag. But um, the the characters are cool. Mm-hmm. They were modern. Yeah. I can relate. 
Yes. Uh, they could use licensed music and they didn't give a fuck. Uh, and the way that I, I mentioned earlier, but the way they shoot their shows... It's very stylish. Very stylish. And when you go from WWE main roster raw to something that's a bit more intimate and stylish, it's a big thing. And I think that was maybe my issue with with uh, the British wrestling from the 90s is that right. it wasn't shot in any way that was interesting to me. Right. So, well, I think I think you're making an interesting distinction here, which is that you weren't really watching British wrestling. You were watching British wrestlers doing American wrestling. Mm-hmm. So you're watching uh, you're watching guys who don't necessarily have a lot uh, of stylistic debt to traditional British wrestling. The British Bulldog is just like the British Lex Luger, right? He's just a big, muscly guy. Who loves his country. Who (laughs) loves his country so much that his theme song is God Save the Queen or Rule Britannia. I don't know the difference. Um, But yeah, you have that, and then you have British Strong Style, who... Like, has all the style in the fucking world. It's like Tom Hardy split into three guys and they all became wrestlers. They're, I know you didn't say this, but I what I took out of it is those men are fucking beautiful dudes. They are beautiful men. Yes, Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate is a very attractive man. He looks like he's playing the mayor in like a porn version of When the Grinch Stole Christmas, like the mayor of Whoville. Oh, we talking about Tyler Bate today. We talking about Tyler Bate from the, from the first UK tournament because he's grown out his full beard. Yeah, before he had the mustache with the the hair. Yeah, when he had the hair, when he had the when he had the hair part, and he had yes. the mustache, uh, he looked like the porno mayor of Whoville. Yes, he looks very villainous. Well, no, he, he didn't look villainous. I mean, he just looked like I don't look villainous. He just looked like he has sex professionally and also <laughs> lives in Whoville. Trent Seven is, is 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 my favorite of the of the three. He's got the most character, I think. He's got the most character. He also has he also has the most beard. Mm-hmm. He's like. Orson Welles became a pro wrestler. Yes. If that makes sense. So, Trent Seven, more than any of them, looks like he might live in Williamsburg. (laughs) Okay? He's not in great shape. He's not in great shape. But he's not in great shape. His beard's on point. His hair's on point. Right. So, uh, British wrestling is a style. Mm -hmm. Sort of a hybrid style. British strong style is their name as a unit, but also sort of a name for the style that they're pioneering which combines this Japanese element on strikes with sort of the big theatricality of American pro wrestling sure. and a little bit of the sort of hold and counterhold of traditional Definitely. British wrestling, which is the part that we didn't get to see here in the States before. What we're going to watch today is the real British wrestling that we did not get to see. And I know that the best, like the biggest example of the modern British style that everybody is is so hot is so high on is Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne. Both both nights those matches were awesome. They were they were really good. Uh, so you so these two guys uh, they work well as a team, but also they have very different styles. We mentioned that that Tyler Bate is uh, he's clean cut, mm-hmm. he's athletic, he's very strong for a smaller guy. Yes. His thighs. Yeah, he's got monstrous thighs and yeah. also like very thick traps and a very thick neck. He's, yes. a, he's a muscular, he's a spark plug. Um, and Pete Dunne is different. He is uh, very, he's more muscular now than he used to be, um, but still not in the same way that uh, Tyler Bate is. He's wiry. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. he's, uh, he's very cut. He's very lean. He's also very mean. 
He's like, a mean guy. He's very mean. And even though he's a babyface now, we're supposed to like him. Yeah. It's kind of that Stone Cold Steve Austin thing where, oh, he's mean to the guys we don't like. Those two things, the sort of, like, gee whiz friendly athleticism and also that sort of uh, meanness and, and focus on joint manipulation and, and cheap shots yes. and, and just hard-nosed meanness are the sort of twin legacies of British wrestling that we didn't get to see before. Absolutely not. And uh, I want you to think about the matches that you've seen with your guys, British Strong Style, uh-huh. and use that as a lens as we, as we look today at a match between Johnny Saint and Fit Finley. So we, before we started recording, we watched a little bit of highlights of, of, of Johnny Saint. That was our homework. Yes. So what do you, you think of Johnny Saint? He is a proto Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Uh, they take so much influence from, from his style of, of wrestling. And it was, there were psych, uh, sequences in those matches where you and I both were like, we've seen Tyler Bate do this. We've seen Zack Sabre uh, with the pin combination that he does. The prawn, the prawn hole. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I had never really seen the John Saint match, to be honest. And I know who he was. He's the NXT UK general manager. Yeah. And as an old man, you don't really look at that guy and think, oh, this guy's like a fucking boss. Yeah. And he is. Yeah. And his matches... Um, illustrate that and plus uh, as we were watching there are other things that came out in the in those matches those highlights that i did not necessarily know about british wrestling uh the rules for example the rules for example we uh, there were a bunch of matches that didn't have a one two three right uh the the referee just sort of like squatted down a little bit and peered and he was like yep that's it (laughs) which which is wild like uh, it doesn't take that much effort to just yeah Sorry, everybody, for your ears. Um, uh, but yeah, he just kind of like squatted down and called it like, yup, that's a pin, everybody. <laughs> but, um, but also the rules, right? Because we, we saw that there's a match, there, or sorry, there's a, a round system. These matches are contested with like either eight or ten rounds. And also they're usually two out of three falls, which makes it a, a very different kind of narrative than you're going to get from your average American match, which is... Usually just one fall to a finish, no time limit. Yep. So there are more storytelling avenues that you could get. Every, you know, the end of every match, or sorry, the end of every round is potentially a fork in the story. Yes. So we're going we're gonna to see a little bit of that in the match we're watching today. Um, and we saw a little bit of him in the clip that we watched, but also Fit Finley had a career in the U.S. after, after he was on World of Sport. So I assume you have some feelings about Fit Finley. I do have some feelings about Fit Finley. And I'm not going to lie, he was not the most dynamic perf- in America. Yes. I have to preface it, in America, not the most dynamic performer. Um, I always thought his matches were okay, but there's something to be said about presentation yes. of a performer or of a wrestler and telling the audience that you should care. His uh, entrance song... It starts off with, My name is Finlay, and I love to fight. That's not a great Irish accent, so sorry, everybody. Again, presentation. Yes. To me, um, this was a WWE song, so when I'm almost 20, at the time of his run, 
I that's not doing a good job. I'm like I'm not sold into this guy. Right. Even if he's great. Yeah. That's how a lot of these British guys and and United Kingdom guys were. Mm-hmm. Was oh here's a good call because Fit Finley is from Northern Ireland, yeah. so part of the UK, but not part of Britain. Britain. Yes. I'm not a xenophobe. I just I know the difference. <laughs> you hate the British people. I hate the you, British people. You don't hate the Irish people. No, I love redheads. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got you've learned a little bit about Johnny Saint now. You have a preconceived notion about Fit Finley uh-huh. as a sort of a sort of boring guy. I gotta just pause you for one second. The match that we're gonna watch, he has a mullet and a mustache, correct? He does. Yes. And it's, a couple Intense. It's not good. He looks. <laughs> Please he, tell me what he looks like. Full disclosure: I am a psychotherapist. Yes. Okay. That's and right. I <laughs> looked at this video of of uh, the highlight, and he has a mullet and a mustache. And my response was, he looks like one of my patients at my job. Not my patient, but the patients I've seen yes. walk in and out of the clinic, which typically means out of date, out of fashion, out of the mind. And that's what Fit Finley looked like in, I guess, the seventies, late seventies. He looked like a mop. Yeah, like a dirty mop. Yes. Yeah. Fit Finley, dirty mop. It's a lot to take in, uh, everybody. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna start the match yes. in just a minute now. And in this case, we're not watching the WWE Network because the WWE Network does not have uh, any World of Sport footage on it. So yet. Yet, right. So what we're going to do is we're going to queue up YouTube. Yes. And uh, this video is is very easy for anybody to find on YouTube if you want to watch along with us. I recommend that you do. Uh, what you're looking for is you can just uh, pop up in your search bar there and search uh, Johnny Saint versus Fit Finley. And we are going to start now. Okay, so here we are, and we see already... Uh, I find it so interesting that the entrance is such a big deal in American wrestling, and yeah. it's so not here. Like, it's a, such a big deal in American wrestling mm-hmm. that you can choreograph somebody's entrance in a video game. Like, yeah. How wild is that? Like, did you ever see the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they do, yes, they do I wrestling? Yes, I Yes, I have. And they have the whole conversation about how re- the entrance is more important than the match. It's true. And they're only partially wrong, at least as far as American wrestling goes. I mean, the most recent Taker matches have been all entrance and very little substance in the... Ooh, Johnny Saint's robe, okay. It looks like a bathrobe, and not even like a fancy bathrobe. It looks like it came off the shelf at Target. He went to Bed Bath & Beyond and bought it. And And then went next door to Michael's and got the Bedazzler. Yes, and gave it to his daughter. (laughs) Yes. Um, So there's a Native American woman in this ring. She is a a Native German woman. Her name is Princess Paula. And okay. she is, can I say for a second that I wrote this joke and I need to, you could, how German is that woman? Look at her face. But can I just say, smiling, so yeah. can I just say that Finley and Princess Paula look like the Eurovision song contest exploded on them. I hate everything you just said. But am I wrong? You're not wrong at all. And that's a nice contrast between, uh, between yes. them and Johnny Saint here, who's very clearly a more sort of conservative reserved uh, man. Right. And that's the other thing I want to talk about is this is a British promotion yes so think about uh think about how how obsessed 1970s britain would be with like proper behavior and propriety Uh so how how low is the bar going to be for heel behavior very low 
right? So right now we can't hear it, but people are losing their minds booing Finley. Uh-huh. And he hasn't really done anything yet. Besides the haircut. Besides the haircut, but it's the haircut. It's yes. the outfit. Uh-huh. It's the fact that he's he's being kind of a dick about his belt. Mm-hmm. Like they are losing their minds hating this guy right now because he's not standing there politely. Like this is and this ties very nicely to modern day wrestling that you've got to do way more to get to receive a certain reaction. Oh yeah. Uh, we watched the before Johnny saying, doing his little go around. Yep. Nice tattoo, bro. Yeah, it's a, it's like, but it's it's not. You, you feel like maybe it's a naval tattoo, right? Like maybe he's, what is it, Maybe he know? served in the war, and it's just like one Wait. tattoo is okay if you were in the navy, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he's not. Uh, he's not your CM Punk tattooed all over. Right. That. I think it actually is like a sailing ship on his arm. That makes sense. And you said the war, so naturally I thought the War of 1812. The War of 1812. He burned down the White House. Huh. Johnny Saint, please come back. We yeah, need you we again. Need <laughs> we need you again, Johnny Saint. And you'll probably get away with it. Um, so, Fifth Finley looking, again, like a dirty mop. A dirty mop. But also, think about the, think about the size differential. Right? Yes. They're big on weight class at this point. These guys are, aren't heavyweights, obviously. No. Uh, they take the weight. I mean, they're very interested in the appearance of an actual sport. So of course they're going to take weight classes seriously. Sure. So they're talking right now on commentary about, you know, Fit Finley outweighs him by two stone. Okay, this is the beginning of round one. Mm-hmm. And look at that dismissiveness. Like again, what a dick. We didn't talk about the quarter, the quarter men. Right. Uh, that each round, uh, the fighter, or in this case, the wrestler goes to the corner and gets a, you know, gets some water, gets a ice pack. Right. And look at this. He's, he's showing off again. What an asshole. Right. And you see Johnny Saint very clearly all business. Mm -hmm. Finley grabs a headlock and Johnny Saint all business in reversing it. The closest I can think of, this is not a good comparison, is if like, you had Velveteen Dream versus, like, Bob Backlund. Yes. Just the... the, the yeah, it's night and day. Yeah. But, crucially, look at the... We, we saw both guys apply the same hold, just a basic armbar to each other. Yeah. But Finley's doing it much meaner, right? He's grinding that elbow in, mm-hmm. which is maybe not illegal, but it's kind it's of... frowned upon. It's frowned upon. It's mean. But also, uh, you see, the interesting counter is he's just weaving his way out of this mm. hold... But also, when you see Finley... (laughs) (laughs) With the fucking uh, point to the face. When Finley's on defensive, he's complaining and he's whining and he's wincing. And it's just stiff upper lip from Johnny saying, Ooh! And Finley hits him with a headbutt, just out of nowhere, uncalled for, and Johnny Saint pops back up. This, and I know we talked about them earlier, but Finley is the Pete Dunne. And Johnny Saint is the Tyler Bate. Yes, absolutely. And it could not be any more pronounced, actually. Right. And again, he's well. He's getting advice he's, from his wife. He's getting advice from his wife. His goddamn Nazi wife, right? <laughs> his Nazi Native American disco wife, <laughs> Princess Paula. Uh-huh. Not to be confused with Princess Prince Ikea. Prince, right, Princess Ikea. But <laughs> but think about the appearances here, yeah. right? So not only is he doing everything he's already done, but he's taking a break in this very serious athletic contest to go get advice from his wife. Like all of this, these are so many behavioral red flags for somebody who's consider who's concerned with proper public behavior. Exactly. Okay, got Casimir uh, 
a leg hold of some kind, and Johnny Saint pops jo- out. Johnny Saint rolls out. I love wrestlers when they ball up their fists and make a threat. Like right. Are those dreaded? No. Braided. I mean, I am dreading them, but I think I think it's just hair. Okay. They look very thick and gross. And now we have the first knuckle lock of the match. There's a lot of joint manipulation in British wrestling. Again, here's a top wrist lock, and you can see they really put torque on it. But Johnny Saint rolls out of it like a boss. Like a boss. He throws Finley to the ground, and Finley is so mad. And and also, to, to, to give him some character, does not immediately go out and attack him. No. He could have if he was a heel, but he's not a heel. He let him rest. Right. He's giving him his space. He's letting yes. him get to his feet, he's which is what you're, what you're supposed to do. But now he's threatening, he's threatening a punch. Mm. So, just, to be, just so everyone knows, Fit Finley, his, his wrestling name is Dave Fit Finley. Right. quotes. Yes. Because he's fit. Right. He is fit. He's got kind of a barrel chest. Yeah. And now here's Princess Paula up on the apron. We're, uh, we, we just saw the end of round one. Okay. Now, if you had to score that, who would you say took that round? I would... I mean, right now, I would say Johnny Saint, but I think the majority of the match was Dave Finley. You think it's going to be mostly Finley heavy? Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think Saint took the first round because he was able to get out of everything that, that Finley tried. Because Finley's trying to wrestle him. And yes. I think it's pretty clear that Finley's stronger, but he doesn't have the technique. Did you just see what I saw? Yeah, they did like a little close-up on his boots, which yes, was weird. Yeah, it's a bit odd. Yeah, uh, this is uh, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, so, so we're going to start doing some Edwards. Because <laughs> uh, I, said, I said Tarantino, not Michael P.S. Hayes. They both got the same problem. So Finley has driven him down to the ground to sort of mitigate his yes. ability to, to... Slow down the pace. Right, and to get... He's, he's, every time he's countered, he's dropped down and gotten away. Exactly. So he's driving him to the ground, but look at this. Even though he's stronger and he's forcing him down, he's not able to lock his hands mm. because, you know, maybe he's got more brute strength, but Johnny Saint has a lot of tendon strength. Damn, look at you. Right? And he's, and he's forcing his hands back. He also kind of looks like uh, Patrick Jane, doesn't he? Well, uh, Johnny Saint? Johnny Saint. So I was going to say that he kind of looks like Shawn Michaels now. He kind of right. looks like maybe Shawn Michaels' dad. Have you seen his dad? Yeah. In the DVD? Yeah, he kind of looks exactly like Johnny Saint. Yeah, he looks like Shawn Michaels. Wow, headcanon. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Shawn Michaels hair. is the son of, of Johnny Saint. Okay, so again, we got we've, lock we've got another wrist lock or knuckle lock. Knuckle and look lock, at this. Yes. Finley jumps up and gets oh, drop kicked out of the That's air. A beautiful drop kick. It's a beautiful drop kick. It's not as artful. As yeah. a lot of modern drop kicks that you see, but it looks like it hurts a lot more. So this is the thing about wrestling is the, the fine line between uh, does it look real? Or does it look like it hurts? Or does it look like, yes. And or does it look pretty or does it look, not look pretty? <laughs> now, you just saw there, he, he had him in a knuckle lock and he smashed his knuckle against the mat, okay. which, is, uh, which hurts, makes perfect sense if you're thinking this large guy is going to try to grapple you. You want to hurt his hand so he can't get a good grip. Exactly. And, and, of course, Finley goes and shows it to his wife. Like, he might as well be asking her to kiss it and make it better. <laughs> she might have. We don't know. The cameras are not high, high def at the time. Yeah. Going for a pin. He's going for a pin and literally forcing the shoulder yes. down with one hand, which is an interesting look. And uh, here he is. He's going for a, he's going for a sleeper, sleeper which makes sense because uh, he's not locking his fingers. He doesn't have to lace his fingers here because of the injury... Exactly. That he just sustained at the hands of Johnny Saint. And I love this here. Johnny Saint 
Looks at his hand up, looks looks at his hand, and he tricks Finley into grabbing his hand, and now he's got the injured hand again, and he's back to work. Johnny Saint is such a smart wrestler. And now Finley tries to do the same thing he just did. Boom. He tries to throw him into the air. He drops down between the legs. Sweet Jesus. And he is just literally wrestling circles around Fit Finley right now. Finishes him with a knee strike, and that's the end of round two. Sweet baby Jesus. That was so impressive, wasn't it? It's this like, wrestling might be better than what we're watching on a on a regular basis. I know it's so it's so interesting. And now, of course, here's here's uh, Princess Paula in the ring yelling at the referee, and he, and look at him. He looks so confused. He's like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just winning. Like, what's the problem? He's like, I'm just Shawn Michaels' dad. Leave I'm just Shawn Michaels' dad. I'm the heartbreak man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm the heartbreak dad. Okay, so that's that's two, that's got to be two rounds yeah. for. Uh, for Johnny Saint, right? Yes. And here we go. We're starting round three. We should mention this is a title match for the World Light Middleweight Championship. The World Light? Middleweight Championship. Got it. So uh, Johnny Saint held that title, I think, ten times. Okay. So he's trying to get the title back. This is like his title. Got so, it. Uh, he's trying it's to like get... the Intercontinental title. Can't speak. Intercontinental title for a Okada. Not Okada. Nakamura. And right, Japan. right. It's, it's just sort of identified with him. Yes. So this young punk has taken it and he's trying to get it back. And Finley, Ooh, closed that... fist to, to the, the ribs. God. And then just a straight kick to the ribs again. So you see it in Finley's body language, right? He's yeah. not a wrestler. He's a brawler. Yes, absolutely. And at this point, the only way he's taking advantage against against Johnny Saint is with strikes. So headbutts to the chest, which are legal. Closed fists are not legal. Actually, that was fast. Yeah, that was a very fast pinning combination, but then a closed fist right to the forehead. I'll tell you this. Whoever Finley's parents are did not do a good job. He's so mean. <laughs> he's so mean. He's, he's a behavioral problem. Well, his, uh, his dad was also a wrestler, so maybe he did a good job. Was his dad's nickname Fit also? <laughs> it was Fat. Definitely. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but look at that. The Still referee, fit, Finley. The referee is admonishing him for those closed fists. My name is Ahmed, not admonished, but I get your point. I take it. Yeah. <laughs> and Ooh, the European end. uppercut, a Mongolian chop, and again, just a straight closed fist to the jaw. And I love this. The referee tells him, "Hey, I told you no closed fists." And Finley admonishing <laughs> to the referee, "It was a karate chop, and it clearly wasn't. It was just like a closed fist uppercut directly to his jaw." And the referee's like, "Hey, I told you not to do that." And he pantomimes, "No, I did a Chuck Norris style karate chop. Yeah, Were yeah. You, are you blind?" This is uh, think little things like that are not non-existent. Well, Kevin Owens does it. Kevin Owens, Owens is good does at that. it. Kevin Owens will do the thing where he'll pin somebody and they kick out at one and he just yells that was three. <laughs> like that's very much this sort of thing. Um, I think what I, I guess, you know, Vince McMahon's vision of wrestling is uh, devoid of certain of oh, these things. Yeah, like can you imagine Vince McMahon watching this match and not dying? I mean, and, maybe we should show ooh, it. Up. And he catches him with that with that slam. Drop. One, two, three. And uh, Finley takes the first fall. There you go. So what, what I've been saying this whole time, Finley's stronger. He he kind of took control there with those uh, with those punches, threw him off balance, and he was finally able to land one of these big moves and put him down for three seconds. Would you say that in the first two rounds he was trying to wrestle Johnny Saint Johnny Saint style? I think I would say in the first three rounds he was trying to wrestle, or the first two rounds he was trying to wrestle, and then eventually he sort of was like, no, this has to this has to be a fight or I'm exactly. going to lose. So he's doing Johnny's, he's doing Johnny's he, playbook. He was then. playing into Johnny's yeah. hands, 
And of course he comes in and he's being such an asshole about the fact that he won. Yeah, he won one of the three falls and he's already in there crowing about it. He's got his wife in there who's sticking her finger in Johnny's chest, apparently for losing a round. Yeah, why, why is she upset? I don't know. Again. Well, it's already gone to four rounds. It probably should be over from her perspective. That's true. So we, uh, two rounds for Johnny. Two rounds for Johnny. Head for fit. Yep. So if this, this two hours, and, right? And look at that. He's selling the he's selling the chest because he's been getting punched and kicked in that rib cage, and also that Samoan drop probably knocked the wind out of him pretty of bad. So was that the turning point of the match? Remains to be seen. I think you know the answer. I do know that. I do know the answer. It's still selling the the sh- the pack. Yep. And uh, we're going into round four at this point. Slowly, the the, the round placard came up a couple minutes ago. Yeah. And off the ropes. Oh, and a very, a very tough knee drop. Again, right to the midsection of Johnny Saint. He's crying. Or is that crying? He's yelling in pain, it looks like. Yeah, the stiff upper lip is gone a little bit, which shows you that he's hurt. Mm-hmm. But you don't get the impression that he's, like, whining the way that Finley was. Again, another big slam. So Finley has done enough damage that his moves are starting to, sure. are starting to take effect at this I, point. I just noticed with his... Uh, kick out of the pen or Johnny, Johnny Saints kick out of the pen not a lot of theatrics going into kicking no, out just no like he just raised out. his shoulder that's all you gotta do but that's what Johnny's saying he doesn't waste movement right he's not flashy a lot of them and look at this oh a nice double fake out love it so what Johnny Saint has done here is and now he's hitting him he's hitting him with, with drop, drop kicks. kicks Finley's off his base They're he throws Finley into the ropes Rolls him up, one, two, two, three, three. and Johnny St. evens it up one to one. So I want to talk a little bit about, and Finley, of course, is furious. Princess Paula is furious. In the fucking face. In the fucking face. Because you know what? Johnny Johnny punched him in the face because you know what? This this is between rounds. Get out of my face. Exactly. And you know what? Finley spent the entirety of round three hitting him with those closed fists. Turn about his fair play. The only way you stop him. Is that... that, Donald Sutherland in the corner? I know, looks like him. <laughs> the way you stop a bully is you give it back to them. Yep, and did you see the crowd? Like, They're old. Yeah, white. they're very old and white. But here, we're getting an instant replay here of the finish, but I want to talk about how, not, not just the pin, but how Johnny Saint turned the tables on him there. Yes. Because he, he hit him with like a double fake out. Yep. He threw him into the ropes, then went up behind him to bend, to, to bend down, yep. to do the thing where you thought Finley was going to back and fall exactly. over him, but he was too far back, so Finley turned to look around like, what's going on? When he turned around, Saint was there, swept the leg, Boom. knocked him down, and then as he was getting up, hit him with a drop kick. A myriad of drop kicks. Like yeah, three a myriad, or four. yeah, three, four drop kicks. So Johnny Saint is so smart. He's, oh my god, his wife is not happy anymore. His wife is so mad because he lost that one fall. So, I mean, can you imagine how cringeworthy this must be for people obsessed with how you're supposed to behave in public? Like, this guy has been, he's been bragging, he's been bullying, mm-hmm. like, he just got yelled at by his wife in public. He literally got down on one knee, and, and she stormed out of the ring, and he went for a kiss, and she turned him down. Like, this is, this is top shelf stuff. And Johnny again hits that oh, nasty drop kick. Drop kick. You, know, you call you call the nasty. I call it beautiful. Well, they're both true. Throws him into the ropes. Back body oh, drop. drop. Oh, legs hit the ropes. Uh, a flying body press. And you get the sense that if Johnny wanted to hook the leg, he would have. Mm-hmm. But he just sort of knocked the wind out of him. 
He's letting Finley get up. And look at Finley, the body language there. He's like, okay. Calm down. He's recognizing yeah. that he's out of his depth. Oh, the code of the code of honor. He's going for he's going for a, the world's fakest handshake. Yeah, come on. And uh, Tom Jane slash uh, Heartbreak Man. Huh? Johnny Saint is not going for it. He also kind of reminds me of Bram Chapman from Monty Python. Did okay, yeah, I can see that. Yep. Just want to give a quick heads up or shout out to the top right says fight. <laughs> Just says for, fight for their fight network in Canada. Which now owns TNA. My uh, couple of my friends used to work for the Fight Network. Oh, he goes for that roll up again, but Finley's in the ropes. He has to let go, and we we miss it while we were talking. But Finley hit another kind of sucker punch, another closed fist to the ribs. Again, because he's a a heel. Dick. Look at this. Clean. Oh. He asks for a clean break, and he hits him with a chop what and a another chop, and and Johnny just lets him hurt himself. What an ass. He went. Finley went for a charge. And Johnny moved out of the way, and Finley fell to the floor. Here he is; he's getting emasculated by his, his wife, wife again. Always... You don't, you don't think Candice LeRae would ever do this to Johnny? No, I don't Jenny think Russell. so. I think, I think she's a she's a good woman. She is a good woman. All women he, are good. He, he throws does. him back into the ring, Whoa. hits him again with that Whoa. flying body press, oh, okay. but Finley gets out. You see, he hit his head rolling through. Well, he hit his bolt spot. Yeah, Shawn Michaels' dad. So yeah. So Finley, again, look at that. He's about a boxer's stance. He's not yes. a wrestler. He's a fighter. And, oh, look at that. It's Finley. He likes to fight. He got, uh, he got stomped on the face there. I love that move. I that's don't know a, what it's called. but like the, the Eddie Guerrero boot scrape? Yep. The boot scrape. That's what yep. it should be called. And that's it. And then round four or five? That's it. I think that's the end of five. And look oh. at that. Finley attacks during the round break. Uppercut. And he, he takes an uppercut and he takes a drop kick. Got and by at this the point, hair. he's been pushed so far. Poor Johnny has been pushed so far. And Paula oh comes in God. to defend her husband. He gets dunked to the outside. But look at that. He landed bad on that arm. Poor Johnny. Also, um, Fit Finley, his tights from the back. He looks like, like the Green Power Ranger. Thank you. Exactly where I was going with this. Who's that broad? I think, uh, I don't just, know, maybe just, just some, some helpful local mom. She's not a ring rat? No. <laughs> Uh, and this is, he actually kind of looks like a young Eddie Guerrero fit Finley. He does, yeah. but Look at that. Round six has Holy already begun. Shit. And he... Got him by an arm bar type And thing. that's it. He has to give up. He's, I he's, Joint manipulation Joint there. manipulation, and he has to give up. And that gives us the match. That gives the match to fit Finley. The match is over? The match is over. Two, what the fuck just won, happened? Two falls. Well, I'll tell uh, you. I'll okay. tell you what happened was he, he lost that first round, and then fit attacked him. In the break between rounds, yes. And while his wife was yelling at Johnny, fit threw him to the outside. He landed bad on his arm, and as he was crawling back into the ring, Finley took the opportunity to grab his arm as he was climbing through the ropes. Immediately put that that wrist lock on him and cranked it, and Johnny had to tap. Can I? Can I? Can I just say that he? What a bathard! <laughs> what a what a bathard! <laughs> And look how happy Princess Paula is. Of course. And, here, and here's Finley assumedly telling us what a great competitor he is and how much, how much better he is than Johnny. Than one Johnny Saint. Than one Jonathan Saint. They, done, they did way more storytelling in that one match than anything I've seen on Yeah, how tight was the storyline of that match? They were everything that... Yeah, and... You know, they always say everything, when they're talking about a good wrestler, yeah. like somebody like Jim Cornette is always like, everything he did meant something. 
everything both of those guys did meant something. Everything Princess Paula did meant something. Everything the referee did meant something. Those guys were so on top of this story, the narrative that they were telling, which was that uh, Johnny's the better wrestler, he's smarter, he's faster, he's got more experience, Finley's stronger, and he's meaner, and, and he's got outside help. Exactly. And I think the emphasis on meaner, I think what we saw at the end of that match was a guy who saw an opening yep. to use his, uh, his dickness yep. to take advantage of a win. When early on in the mat, early on in the in the match, we saw that Johnny wouldn't necessarily take those. Cheap no, shots. Johnny had many cheap opportunities shots. to take uh, to take cheap shots, yeah. and he absolutely didn't. He numer- numerous times allowed allowed Finley to get back to his feet, uh, and when the referee asked him to break it up, he backed up to his corner, mm-hmm. like a like a boxing match, like sure. a real sport, because he's a good guy, he's a good dude, he's a good sportsman, he's a competitor, he's a competitor. He's a he's a tough competitor, but he's a competitor. Sure. But he's also uh, you know he's also got standards. He's going to stand up for himself. And you saw at the end, he was ready to fight Finley, because Finley kept pushing him. He kept pushing those buttons. He kept taking those cheap shots. And then at the end, unfortunately, it led to his downfall because he saw red. He went to he went to take it to Finley. He got distracted when Princess yeah. Paula came into the ring. He got thrown to the floor. The question is, what's the story? What's the takeaway here? Is the takeaway here? That if he hadn't let himself get riled up, that he would have won the match. I think it is. This 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 is uh, why this match was great, as well as saying bringing it back to modern times, the uh, Johnny Gargano and Chapa match. Yeah, there's a lot food. of that. A lot of that here too, right? Yes. The I think the, the with the present storyline with Johnny and, and Tommaso is how far will Johnny go? Will he become something he doesn't? He's been fighting against. Uh, in the case of this match that we just saw, is Johnny Saint went a bit too. Uh, how do you say this? He was. Uh, he became like, a monster to fight a monster. Yes, and he failed. Right, because he doesn't know how to be a monster. Exactly. Right, Finley knows how to be mean, but also smart. Exactly. Right? He like Johnny is smarter than Finley, and Finley is meaner than Johnny. But Finley's also kind of smart, and he can be smart and mean at the same time, mm-hmm. right? If, if you push Johnny to the that. point that he becomes mean, he's not smart anymore. Exactly, and that is why wrestling is can be awesome, right? As if you were because what be a great able. story! You you gave us a story where you showed us that one guy should have won by all rights. Yes, should have won. We saw a guy who you like. You know, there's no there's nothing that we saw in Johnny Saint that would make you not like him. To be fair. Eight-year-old me, or maybe a little bit older, I he would is see, British. He is, no, he is British, but more so to do with, uh, again, this is why I like Shawn Michaels more than like Bret Hart. Right. Is Bret Hart was a clean-cut, uh, good guy. Mm-hmm. It was a bit boring to me. Right. And Shawn Michaels at the time was just Flashy, like, yeah. You know, uh, bodacious? That's not the right word. Bodacious. Braggadocious. Braggadocious. Braggadocious heel. Bodacious. <laughs> Um, had a bit more uh, seasoning or spice to him, I should say, and but yeah, no, Johnny Saint was this was a very clean cut, yeah, professional right. competitor, right? And we got to take the the audience into account too, right? This is nineteen seventies Britain, yeah, it's very it's it's conservative, like this is what they want to see. This is their Bob Backlund type, right? This is their their clean cut hometown boy, yeah, who who plays it fair, who doesn't take who doesn't take shortcuts, and you want a guy like that to succeed. 
over somebody like Finley, who's going to whine and complain and also when, you know, when things are not going his way, but also be a huge dick when things are going his way. So this is what's the segueing to a little bit how we started this podcast, talking about Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven. Yes. Which, so by all accounts, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven are good dudes, right? Yes. Nice gentlemen. Yes. Uh, would open the door for you, all that stuff. Pete Dunn is not that guy. Right. And Why are they friends? <laughs> why are they friends? Okay. <laughs> but also a larger question, which I don't want to get into this here, is... Why Why did people like you and me, I'm going to throw you into this, Yeah. why are we so intrigued by the dick heel? Why do we like the heels? Well, that's the question. Because I, what struck me about this is, are Americans heels? I mean, I'm brown, so yes. Is, well, is America a heel? Well, I'm talking about America as a... As a, to, as a, as, as a global In power. totality. Yes. Is America a heel territory? That'd be like, they'd be like the heels. Because think about it. I mean, you know, they always say New York is a heel territory. Yes. Right? It's a heel. It's a heel town. Yeah. Like the crowd is a heel. They don't like the baby face. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, because it's not it's not the 60s. It's not Bruno Sammartino in the garden. Right? So if if WWE is running MSG, you can expect the baby faces to get booed and the heels to get cheered. Yes. Philadelphia is also like that. It's a heel town. Chicago. Chicago. Right. These big East Coast cities are heel territories. Yeah. So... The question is, are Americans, or at least urban Americans, heels? Even our cleanest cut baby faces, your Ricky Steamboats, your Sami Zayn's when he was when he was when he was a baby face, uh, Hulk Hogan, like these guys, John Cena, these guys always take shortcuts. Like Ricky Steamboat wouldn't back away to the corner to let you stand up. He would press his advantage. Uh Like, is that just something? endemic to the American condition? Do we just hate the idea of giving somebody a break? Of being nice to somebody? Well, of, I don't want to get into the fucking politics here, but, but the capitalism, answer is yes. <laughs> the capitalism answer is, yes. is all about, fuck what, you know, fuck you. Right. I'm worried uh, about me. You're worried about me, and if you can't catch up, tough shit. Right. And uh, I'll see you when I see you. If I see you. Right. And that's, that's by the standards of this crowd. Yes. Of this crowd in 1970s Britain. They were ready to kill Fit Finley before he did, before he started hitting those closed fists, mm-hmm. before he started begging his wife for forgiveness, like on his knees and backing away and like asking for the handshake and yeah. like started to get really shady. Like when he was just coming in and being a little flashy yeah. and just kind of being a dick, that is par for the course for all American pro wrestler. Yeah. So is America heel territory? Short answer, yes. Long answer is yes, and here's why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, Hulk Hogan is the ultimate example, right? He's supposed to be the say your say your prayers, eat your vitamins. Uh, the man you know, was a Windows desktop with all the shortcuts, man. Yeah, and the cross around his neck, but also he was always raking the eyes. He would yeah, exactly. rake. He would rake the back. Uh-huh. And do you remember when he lost when he lost his his World Heavyweight Championship to Andre the Giant? Yes. And he literally cried like a big orange baby. Like a little bitch. And was just like tears, ugly tears streaming down his yeah. face. Like grabbing Gene Okerlund by the lapels. Being like, how much did they pay for plastic surgery, dude? How bad of a boyfriend would he be? Like if he was, if he were to be broken up with, he would be, he'd be the guy outside your door. Your apartment, like, why don't you answer? Come on. 
Uh, you need a bitch now? <laughs> I love you. Just like there for hours on end. Can't take no for an answer. In the in the backyard, holding a boombox over Say his head. Say anything, yes. Playing real American. <laughs> or, or, or Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. I feel Jimmy like Charles. no. You know what? I feel like I feel like Hollywood Hogan, the evil version, would just move on. But still, would feel a certain type of way. Well, see, yeah, but he would he would like yeah. he would just hide it with with cocaine and strippers. Of course. Like, but if you if you and broke Dennis up Rodman. and Dennis Rodman, uh, but well, who do you think brought the cocaine and strippers? Good point. So. It, but if you broke up, if you were romantically entangled with the the red, orange, yellow yes. sort of hot dog man, uh-huh. uh, ketchup, mustard, hot dog yes. version of Hulk Hogan, if you broke up with him, I feel like he would be a real shit bag about it. He just wouldn't leave. He just wouldn't leave. He, he would, would try to convince you that this was a bad decision. Yeah. Like, I'm a good guy. Like, you want to give me another chance, brother? I mean... Sister? Sister? No, brother. What? It's brother. It's like, I'll tell you what, dude. Uh... Like, I think you really need to think about this, brother. Uh, you know, I'm a really good dude. Like, I'm the best thing that ever happened to you. Like, <laughs> you're the best thing that ever happened to me. But also, I'm the best thing that ever happened to you. So, let's just keep going, brother. Also, you can't do that. End of voicemail. I... Hulk, I think statistically, or historically, Hulk Hogan would be a bad boyfriend, bad husband, or also a uh, bad friend. <laughs> if you have a girlfriend or wife, you may want to avoid Hulk Hogan. Also, bad, bad restaurateur. Bad restaurateur. Um, good racist. Fantastic racist. Top shelf racist. Hall of Fame racist. Hall of Fame racist. Yeah. I think he is still in the Hall of Fame. I think they just don't say anything about it. He's him. just not in the, on the webpage. Just not on the webpage. Because that's how. Things work, right? right? I never looked up an escort if I get rid of the history. Right. Right. And we deleted the cookies. We yeah, deleted the cookies. the cookies of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> we deleted the Hulk Hogan cookie. <laughs> I was going to call the episode World of Sport, but now I'm going to call it We Deleted the Hulk Hogan Cookies. Yes. Why not? <laughs> um, okay. All right. We're, we're, we're far afield. We're far uh, afield. But so so what, what did you think of the match? You, you I very much enjoyed the match. The I was a bit... Again, because of the rules of the match, it was a two out of three falls match. Yeah. And two. You're not used to the sort of cadence of it. Yeah. Which, again, going from WWE TV to something different, it's actually uh, a relief. Yeah. It's refreshing. So I didn't hate it. I didn't, like, I didn't hate the way that it ended. The match itself was awesome. I mean, it's, it's everything I enjoy about um, the Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, uh, not Osprey, Zack Sabre, style of, of British wrestling today minus some of the more strong style elements which that match did not have um, despite um, Finley's brawling that's not right. really strong style it's brawling right um, just just messy, messy meme brawling messy, exactly um, and, and some phantom karate chops <laughs> <laughs> Mongolian chop right um, I and it flew by. I think the match itself was about 20 minutes. Yeah, but it felt like five. It felt like that's why I was shocked at the end of it. I was like, what, huh? Because as some, there was always something going on. Which you cannot say for Right, that's, the, that's the other thing is a long American match is going to have like three, four rest holds in it. Right? Where, yeah. uh, which if anybody doesn't know, a rest hold is a hold that the wrestlers will take to sort of uh, recollect. Yes. And, uh, and take, take a, a breather, breather and decide where the match is going to go from there because most matches aren't planned in advance. 
So it'll be something like somebody will grab a headlock and take their opponent to the ground, mm-hmm. and that gives both guys a few minutes to sort of recharge yeah. and also have a, sort of a whisper conversation about what's going to happen Some next. Some people, not great whisperers. John, John Cena, Cena is a very John Cena is notorious for sort of screaming these whisper <laughs> conversations. Irish whip, yeah. reversal. <laughs> Throw um, me. <laughs> I think Jericho, I can't tell if Jericho's great or bad at this. My feeling is that he's also pretty guilty. Is that I can very much tell when Jericho is talking to his opponent. His voice so. carries very well. <coughs> well, he's a Fozzie. Yeah. Yeah, Fozzie Rock. I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot! Um, so I very much enjoyed the match. What did you think? I thought, I, what I here's a, a little peek behind the curtain. Yes. Uh, we planned this episode in very short order. This was like yesterday. This was like yesterday. and uh, I may have been drunk when you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I didn't ask you. You volunteered. What did I say again? Uh, Yo, let me do a Pete Dunn yeah, episode, right? Basically. You, you said, no, you, you wanted to do an Andre the Giant episode. Oh, because he sucks. Yeah, Andre the Giant, spoiler alert, everybody, never had a good match in his life. Uh, I mean, which is not really his fault. He could barely move. Constant physical pain. Also yeah. drunk. I mean, <laughs> uh, twins. Yeah, twins. You know, a lot going into the the sort of Andre the Giant can't have a good match formula. Sure. But yeah, yeah. I wanted I, I was, to do an Andre match, and you said he's never had a good match. He's never had a good match. But I was thinking of doing a Pete Dunn episode, and I know he's your boy. He's my boy. I like that you're talking. By the way, audience, you you speak about him and I as if we're like buddies who drink uh, whatever whatever British people drink. Um, we're not. I don't know him. I have a photo with him, uh-huh. and he was mean as fuck. <laughs> well, he's living the gimmick. He's so living the gimmick, <laughs> and I was so disappointed. Like again, but you um, also but you also met uh, Bait and Seven, right? They were who very sweet sweethearts, guys. I assume. Yeah, the nicest thing that Pete Dunne did with me or attracted me was when he gave me his title to hold. Which, by the way. I don't ever want to be that guy. I don't want to be the wrestleman that's like, well, can I hold your belt for the photo? Did you say wrestleman? Why not? <laughs> and I, I, have a, I have a picture with uh, okay, Zach, uh, Zach Sabre. We were going to call this Hulk Hogan's... We deleted Hulk Hogan's cookies. Now it's going to be called The Wrestleman. Wrestleman. Starring Mickey Rourke. <laughs> I need to watch that movie again. It's been a while. Um, but uh, uh, Zach Sabre... Yes. I went up to him, because mm-hmm. that's what I do now. I just yes. go up to wrestlers, British uh-huh. wrestlers. And uh, I could have just taken a photo with him, but I was like, yo, let me get that Evolve title. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I've, now in my life, I have two photos with uh, title belts, and I could not be a bigger dork. <laughs> and I'm thinking about getting them printed out for my apartment. But and just, yeah, put, yeah. Well, you should put them over your bed. I should just buy the belts. Yeah. Right? Buy it from Pete Dunn. So last time, last time you were on the show, I told you that I like to end every episode by asking somebody... Uh, what their wrestling character would be if they were a wrestler. And you say you'd be the therapist. Yeah. Um, I have a new one. Yeah. So you do have a new one? Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to... I had a, I had a plan okay, to ask you if what your... What your okay. Well, tell me what your, tell me what your, your new character is. Um, it's going to be like... It's going to be like a fake diesel, fake razor gimmick. But I'm going to be... I'm going to be uh, Curry Graves. Curry Graves? Yeah. Where I just get drunk on Twitter and... All the time. <laughs> you held my child. <laughs> and I get on I get on Byron Booker all the time. That's my gimmick. I won't be a wrestler. I'll be a retired ex-wrestler. 
I'm glad you like it. It's really fucking good. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's my gimmick. That's your gimmick. Okay, I was going to ask you... <laughs> the question that I was going to ask you is, if you were going to be the therapist, who would be, who would be your big rival? Oh, Vince. <laughs> no doubt about that. Just like that guy on the couch. Vince is number one. Like, <laughs> he might be main event, like, you build up to it, uh-huh. but, like, I can't not, not just do it because. You're gonna help a bunch of other people through their shit on the way up the cart? <laughs> yes. I'm gonna get Vince in the middle of that ring in my Freudian, <laughs> my Freudian couch. And <laughs> That's your finisher, right? The, the Freudian, Freudian couch? Freudian slip. The Freudian slip. The Freudian slap. Nice. There it is. Um, that, yeah, I think Vince would be my big program because he needs it. He's got a lot of issues. <laughs> Nothing he does makes sense to me. I always say this. This is the, this is the example. The man hates when people sneeze because it means they've lost control of their body. That's wild to me. No, I, I would certainly <laughs> would, Vince would be the guy. He's got to be helped. Nothing he does makes sense. His memory's shot. Um, he doesn't think he's wrong. No. He's, um... Megalomaniac, megalomaniac uh, yes. wants to own everything, and it's it's all his. And I I think that's he's all. also probably gay. I'm pretty the, sure the he's gay. Of, <laughs> the amount of homophobia and love of bodybuilders, yeah, yeah, and also like if you go back and listen to him on commentary during Shawn Michaels' first oh championship my God, he's run, him. he wants to fuck Shawn Michaels so bad. Shawn, to be fair, Shawn Michaels is a very beautiful man, like yeah. borderline feminine, like hot. He was a very attractive man. In I was in a Shawn Michaels. I mean, I wouldn't, like, <laughs> block, he blocked me now, but, like... Back before, when he was uh, when he was a heartbreak kid, before he was a heartbreak man like his yes. father. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about Shawn Michaels. The heartbreak and, dad? The heartbreak dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> the heartbreak dad sounds like a Hallmark original film. You, you think, you <laughs> With think, Mario Lopez. <laughs> do you ever think that Shawn Michaels, um, his wife... It's a little offended that he still calls himself a heartbreak kid. Like, you're with me. We're married. Why is your heartbreak What's wrong with you? I was a big fan when he had a kid. What? When Sean had his first child. Yeah. I don't know why I give a fuck. But when he had his first kid, like in 1999 or whatever. After he retired. Right? Yeah, yeah, Cameron is his kid's name. I was Wait, like. Wait, hold on. Why are, you, why are you Why are you? on the Shawn Michaels kid train? Oh, I was obsessed with Shawn Michaels. I mean, I've said this before, right? Okay, yeah, but... I was like, I, this was like 1999-2000 internet. No, I spent a lot of time on like the Shawn Michaels fan page. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I knew everything in July 22nd. Right. It was his birthday, okay. I think. Uh, you know, Army Brat uh, right. has, a, you know, has a sister. and like I knew way too much about Shawn Michaels. And so when his kid was born, I was like, yo... A man's a dad. <laughs> so I'm, so I'm like, I hope he loves his child. Like, all this stuff. Like, I was a fan girl for Shawn Michaels. And it's, it's not a girl I know so Here's a little whaling yes. for you. Sperm whales, you know that's a thing. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Do you know why? It is a huge thing. It's a very large organism. Yep. Do you know why they're called sperm whales? No. So the whale oil, which is like this sort of, uh, I don't know, sebaceous substance, 
which occurs inside the head of the whale, and it was used historically to make candles and, and, and oil and things like that. So anyway, when whalers first cut this thing open, they're like, huh, looks like a lot of sperm in there. Let's call us a sperm whale. Sailors, who are also... Sailors and whalers. Easily confused for semen, by the semen. way. <laughs> right. So those guys. This goes deep. Uh, that's what she said. The fucking semen. The fucking semen, which is like... I guess that's like the fight in Irish. 